Welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I am your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou, as usual, in the studio. How are you doing, Kelsey? Hey, doing well. Awesome. So um, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Winter Olympics. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's about time, right? Yes. Right. Uh, granted, I am not the biggest fan of cold weather. So, I mean... It's okay, I am. <laughs> so I think we'll have a nice uh, point-counterpoint discussion here. Um but as far as the Olympics are concerned, we're really going to talk about corporate athlete sponsorships, um, you know, a lot of the the fanfare that that's kind of centered on the Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. um, especially you know, you're comp- comparing the fandom and the U.S. versus the rest of the world. And then, of course, just uh, some of the uh, the gold medal advertisements that we've seen out of the uh, the Winter Olympics so far. So to jump in real quick, let's just kind of give a, give a quick like, update, like a like an overview so far, because we're like smack dab in the middle of the games. Mm-hmm. Got like a couple more weeks left. Um, maybe a week or maybe so. Maybe like a week. Because okay. they only run about two weeks and right, we're right, right. entering kind of the end right, right, of right. it all. So what are some kind of highlights that really like stole the stage for you? And um, not even not even from an advertising standpoint. Okay, just well, overall. my girl Lindsay is racing on Tuesday. So that's like, <laughs> sh- that's my big um, thing. But honestly, like you touched on it, the pop culture that is right, surrounding right, 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 right. these Olympics is awesome. Absolutely. Um, like the Olympic memes are <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, the headline of Red Gerard that I believe Thrillist came out with that. Are you familiar with this headline? Oh. Okay. Well, okay, I'll, yeah, just, yeah. I'll just walk like us through walk, walk us through, through it. it. The headline read, <laughs> well, first of all, it calls him a millennial, mm-hmm. but- I don't. He's, he's, he's seventeen. He was born in two thousand, so I don't even think that makes him. Yeah, no, he's definitely Gen Z. All the way. Absolutely. Anyways, they say this perfectly describes up our younger generation. Red Gerard was late to his uh, performance mm-hmm. or, uh, stunt. Um, lost his coat. Right. Said f it on live TV, but he still won the first gold medal the of the Olympic Games. First gold medal of the Olympic Games, and that pretty much kind of just encapsulates America. Just in Shows general. A plate. <laughs> L- loses his coat right in the winter olympics lost his coat but he still won it's first gold medal i mean come uh, on yeah you can't even you can't even script that that, that, that's, so that was good. just amazing i loved that yeah yeah i yeah. died and i mean sean white's run was awesome but mm-hmm. the best part was his reaction at the end of it right um where he just kind of got a little teary and mm-hmm. i was like oh you go sean yeah, and it's it's interesting because I remember Sean White back when he had just like the, the red flying tomato. Hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was kind of just like that shaggy hair, just yeah. like you know, snowboarder dude. Snowboarder dude. You know, hawking hawking um Mountain Dew products. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, everybody evolves and everybody grows yeah, up. So like, it was really cool to see. He's like an adult. Old. He's like thirty-five years old. Yeah, he's, he's like a he's, man. He's a he's a man. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a guy. He is, yeah. Um. So yeah, that it was cool. It was cool to see that kind of transformation. Um, but um, Adam Rippon, figure skater, figure skater and social media superstar. Extraordinary. Um, PR extraordinary. Right, 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 right. And everybody's been a huge fan of him. I've never really I was never really into figure skating, but it, it's it's funny because I do remember 
there are certain characters from mm-hmm. from figure skating that I will always remember. Mm-hmm. You know, your your Brian Boitanos, your um, your Christy Yamaguchi's. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that? Tara Lipinski. Mm-hmm. Who's the other host? He's just got the weird hair. <laughs> Can't remember, but I do remember him as just as a personality and as a character. So. I think a lot of the Olympic athletes catch a lot of like their five seconds of stardom right. or fame just through having incredible personalities. Right, absolutely. That the TV and social and so on love. But exactly. he is awesome. Yeah, he's been on, he had a GQ feature about him. Um, and he just tried started. to offer him a job. Right. Did you see those tweets? <laughs> yeah. Did you see those tweets? Yeah. yeah. He is just like, nah, I'd rather be part of Team USA like, and hang rock, out man. in the Olympic Village. <laughs> it's way better. And I can't even be mad at him for that one. No, that's so awesome. Um, another person that I wanted to talk about real quick was uh, Mirai Nagatsu. Um, and she was the first U.S. woman to land the triple axel. And there was a lot of conversation around her just as far as like her upbringing and like just mm-hmm. really just started from the bottom kind mm-hmm. of thing. And kind of made it to this grand like world stage to do something, you know, pull off something that hadn't been done by an American. I watched the science breakdown of what it takes to do a triple axel. Right. And like the body weight force that's coming down at the end is like mm-hmm. four times your own body weight. And you wow. land on one foot. So I like watched this like scientific breakdown. I was just like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it takes, awesome. a, lot of, it takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of like athletic fortitude mm-hmm. to even pull off stuff like that. Of course, you know, I'm sitting sitting on my couch with a beer in my hand. I was like, I could, I could, you do could probably do that. I don't want. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, but I could probably do it. Um, I also we got to go back up to the snowboarders for one second yeah, 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 because sure. the I don't know if they have any more upcoming events mm-hmm. but the announcers that announced the snow the men's snowboarding half pipe right. Maybe better than the actual snowboarders. <laughs> I typically sports announcers are not like humor is not part of like the trait. It's just yeah, you kind yeah. of matter of factly stating what's going on. Sure. These two men, I do not know their names, had me rolling on the floor laughing out loud, <laughs> tears forming in my eyes. They, well, I believe one was British, one was Irish, mm-hmm. and I mean it was just it was just too good. The the excitement level mm-hmm. that they were providing to the watching experience was unbelievable. Their <laughs> lines, like their little catch lines that were not, oh, it was just so good. Honestly, go back and just watch the prelims and the final yeah. um, gold medal run for the men's snowboarding half pipe mm-hmm. because it was awesome. You could just listen to it like a podcast in your car. You don't even need to watch the actual snowboarders. Right. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to them. Yeah. So the thing that kind of stole the show for me would be the event curling. Mm. Um, And I know that's kind of, it's kind of become like almost a pseudo hipster thing to ironically be a fan of. Um, But I've been watching curling for a while. I've always been fascinated, fascinated by this sport, so to speak. Um, it's kind of it it, it. it has like the leisurely kind of um, level of like a like bocce. I was gonna say it's bo- bocce ball. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like I think, and that's totally the my words. speed. That's totally my speed. Something <laughs> that I can like anything that I can like eat an appetizer and still participate in at the <laughs> and same wear, time. And they wear t-shirts. Right. Right. They're wearing super t-shirts. Casual, super, super casual. casual. Um, so yeah, curling was kind of just like the thing that I was really, really into and I've been into for a while and it's just, it's interesting to see how that's, that's kind of become like the, the, the ironic, like I said, hipster kind of sport to latch onto for the, just for the, the sake of it. Curling's crazy. Yeah. Curling takes so much precision. A lot of Have you ever like, yeah. the, seen the close up shots that they do on like. The glide release. Like, oh. <sighs> so good. The Olympic <laughs> means surrounding the curling is great mm-hmm. too. It's like 
one hour into watching it. Yeah, I don't really care that much about curling two right. hours into watching it. Oh my God, Anderson's really making a great run. Like three <laughs> hours into it. Sweep! Sweep! <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. And that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. So the, to switch gears a little bit, let's 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 really dive into the the Olympic advertising structure, yeah. and just see kind of really pick apart what's happened, what 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 we like and what we were not mm. too keen on. Um, I'll start. I know the the one commercial that kind of runs in my head that I've seen was the one from Samsung, and the 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 tagline was "Do what you can't," mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, oh, "Can can't." Um, and it basically just showcased a lot of the, the, the technological advances that mm-hmm. Samsung has kind of spearheaded when it comes to helping, uh, Paralympic athletes kind of just do their thing yeah. and, and be the best that they can be. The most, when I first saw that, it was the very first time viewing that, mm-hmm. um, I saw someone who was, um, a Paralympic in training or I, I'm not exactly sure who the person was, but she was using VR right. to look down and instead of looking down and seeing, um, you know, what she has as a fake leg, mm-hmm. VR looked down and she saw two legs walking on a beach, which mm-hmm. allowed her to me- make the mental right, like right, connection right. of, okay, I can actually do this. Yeah. And I had never really thought about taking VR and help using it to, um, like for rehab. Exactly. Um, that was kind of like the first time I ever saw that and thought about that. I'm like, that is very cool. Yeah. And it, 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 it kind of stems and not, not to get too much into the science, but it kind of plays off of that idea of like a phantom, like a phantom leg or a phantom limb. Yep. Um, and just kind of connecting the mind over matter, mm-hmm. the, the, that gap that you, you have when you're, when you're yeah, an amputee and, that was and just kind of cool. really being able to take that, that, that block and, and really advance yeah. your, um, physical training. Um, I have a trivia question. Um, shoot. Okay. Who has been the longest running sponsor of the Olympics uh, for the jet globally? Oh, the longest running. It started sponsor. in Amsterdam in nineteen. Uh, I was gonna say thirty-two, but nineteen thirty-two was in Lake Placid. Um, maybe like sixties. Sixties, the longest running. And this is continuous. A spon- this is a corporate sponsor. Continuous sponsor mm. globally for the Olympic Games, summer and winter. Cheerios. No. No. It does start with a C, though. Oh, come on. I have no way. Coca Cola. <laughs> Damn it. Coca Cola. <laughs> I should have known. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't. We didn't practice that one. But it seems that that seems like such an antithesis. Like the last thing I want ever as a as yeah. a prime athlete is the to, to reach for a cold bottle of Coke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, more more power to them. Shouts out to Coca Cola. Yeah, I think it's funny how every ad, no matter who it's getting. Whoever the brand is or the sponsor is, is everything is tied back to the Olympics. Something right. completely unrelated, even like McDonald's or Oreos or right, like right. R- random things like insurance. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to the Olympics. And it kind of is like the uh, the Super Bowl it kind of just like filters in through this. OK, this is the narrative. This is the story. Make our mm-hmm. message fit. Um, yeah. And it's almost like that. Um, if you remember the the Duracell USO ad. Where it still it told the the narrative of this the the soldier who was who went off to war with the teddy bear, the teddy bear. Yeah. yeah 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 so I mean I guess that's an example of how 
something that would be seemingly unrelated to mm-hmm. whatever's going on like, could still tell a story. Like through you start product. at the end and then you write the story. Exactly. Backwards. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, you noted that rate like ratings in general are down for compared to Sochi back in 2014. Mm-hmm. They're way down. I feel like that doesn't come from people being less interested, mm-hmm. but the way in which people are able to consume media, yeah. because that's my problem. Like okay. what I like winter Olympics is my favorite thing. <laughs> I get so hyped, but it's honestly like, it's really hard for me to watch because right. I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get it on like NBC.com through an Xfinity account. Mm-hmm. But even then it's like, if you're streaming that you can't do anything else on your laptop because that's like, your stream, all of your juice and computing right, power right, is going right. just to that. Whereas when I was growing up and we had the family room, we had cable and that was, it was always on for two mm-hmm. weeks straight. And I feel like it might not, the ratings aren't from people being less interested, but just like the accessibility to actually watching primetime television is just, I don't know, maybe I feel like for me and maybe people in my same demographic, it's mm-hmm. really hard to come by because you don't. We don't have cable. Oh, well, yeah, no doubt. I, the, there's no doubt in my mind that the, the viewership is definitely fragmented. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of, if you're taking just those raw Nielsen numbers mm-hmm. that from traditional traditional TV, yeah, it's going to be a little skewed because mm-hmm. there are plenty of different ways to watch the Olympics. Yeah, some legal, some illegal. <laughs> I'm not going to discuss that. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely, I think that definitely plays a part yeah. into it. So I just wonder why that, the, the, the idea that the ratings were so down compared to Sochi, why that was a headline. Like, why mm-hmm. even bring it up if you know if you're, you're, you're Advertising a media dollars professional? Advertising dollars were also lower. Right. Um, and I read an article, too, that the number of ads that were shown during the opening of Sochi mm-hmm. were like cut in half for the opening of uh, 2018 Winter wow. Games. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know if like less people watching equals less dollars that are being spent mm-hmm. towards. But then again, you're making writing these campaigns and building sponsorships with athletes in like September, mm-hmm. well before you even know who's actually going to be competing right. um, in the game. So it's kind of, could be, I mean, a little bit of a gamble. Right. Um, and so you, you, you talked about... Um corporate sponsors earlier yes you know with coke and and others and so i'm i'm curious like i i've heard that com- compared to other countries in the world the u.s mm-hmm. tends to have more corporate sponsors for their athletes than anyone else oh, easy um so and and then on the flip side of that there are a lot of countries who sponsor that like they're, they're state-sponsored athletes mm-hmm. so i'm wondering what <laughs> Imagine, like, like sponsored by alabama <laughs> like sponsored by what no i mean but even then it's like what where's the i wouldn't say disconnect but why where's where does that difference come from like the idea of just like other countries are so apt to, you know, really be behind their their People. athletes. Yeah, I think like it also comes from a culture of sponsorship. Like think about NASCAR and think about the way that their jerseys and their cars and any professional sports competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I feel like 
it's just buying space almost on a person hmm. um, okay. to get your logo and your sticker. But there's a crazy list of rules of what sponsored athletes, specifically in the Olympian, can and cannot do. Right. Um, or can and cannot share mm-hmm. or talk about, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I've also always wanted to, like, especially watching this Olympics, I've always, I want to, like, experience it from a different country's broadcasting providers and see, um, what that looks like and what the ads from different countries goes. Is it just like us? Is everything tailored to the Olympics, even if it is Oreos, you know? Um, but I I didn't really, I didn't know that other countries were primarily sponsored by countries or states, not, not heavily corporate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are, there are definitely state sponsored um, athletes and just like athletic, like Olympian teams. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I guess going back to what you said about NASCAR, I guess that's kind of just ingrained in how we as Americans have always perceived our athletes, whether mm-hmm. it's in the Olympics or some sort of professional or even semi-professional or amateur team. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's always been some sort of, you know, sponsored by this bank mm-hmm. or sponsored by this company kind of kind of mentality. So I guess it, it just it bleeds into, you know, how we showcase our athletes to the world stage. Too. I'd also say that it bleeds into the brand's story and the brand's right. narrative. And there was another article that I read that was gold medals aren't going to get you a sponsorship right, and okay. they didn't you know you can go out and you can win and compete at your best level but if that's all you're doing and you don't have the other components that brands are looking for like, right. it's not going to happen so to have like a personal like uh, we were talking about Adam before having mm-hmm. this really strong character um, social media presence is important for brands like why are we going to sign someone who isn't even active on for such sure. a shareable platform for sure. um, et cetera et cetera so I think that, you know, having such high corporate sponsorships does bleed into Mm -hmm. who the brand is and the brand strategically picks who they're going to put their money towards or not toward. So in the grand scheme of things, it's more about it's about being more than just an athlete. I think any person in like the lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think any person in um, public space is more than just their title. For sure. I Um, believe that. Especially like the Olympics where it's like even though it should always be like this where everyone kind of comes together and just Mm -hmm. supports each other. Um, I think athletes, uh, Olympic athletes go above and beyond to have a narrative Mm -hmm. to be more than just an athlete. Um, and I think you see that through their interviews and even this quote that you have at the end that I won't (laughs) read yet. Um, but I think, yeah, I definitely think that when you're in a public space that you should always be more than your title. Huh? Yeah, so that, that I guess that that does go back to how we kind of perceive our athletes because it, it it's almost an antithesis, really. Because uh, in the past year alone, there mm-hmm. have been a lot of stories about how athletes try to who, who try to go beyond their their stature mm-hmm. as a professional athlete kind of get called down on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from the from the the kneeling at the yeah, national the anthem and NFL and you know LeBron being told to you know just you know shut up and dribble mm-hmm. essentially. So mm-hmm. it's it's I like I get what you're saying, but it it kind of it's a contradiction in the sense that we don't necessarily applaud, we don't always applaud athletes being more than just athletes mm-hmm. internally, but when we're 
you know, we're on the world stage and everybody's watching us. It's this, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're more than this. You, you, you know, you, you have a political stance. You have a socioeconomic stance. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you believe and there are values that you uphold, but. I've had the umbrella down. Right. <laughs> well, this does not go exactly with the topic of the Olympics, but, but fine. Um, Drake's music video. Oh, God's plan. Yeah. And like, he's more than at that point, like, yes, it's going to get him great publicity. And yes, it's going to sell him more, you know, sell his album. But he took a second and became more than just a singer, more than just a rapper. And I think a lot of people do that now Mm -hmm. in public space. Um, even though sometimes it does go downhill. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I first thought about because that's getting a lot of hype. Of, right. And so um, for those who haven't seen it or yeah, don't know the sorry. premise, like the premise for this was that Drake and his team, Drake the rapper, um, and his team were afforded almost a million dollar budget yeah. to do a video for this song, God's Plan. And instead, they decided to take all that money and just just donated to different um yeah all charity. out of miami too. yeah yeah exactly miami a lot of different charity groups that are mm-hmm. in the area and just like just general amnesty and then they filmed that <laughs> with the song running over it it's so awesome they, they just, it's they great just, yeah they just filmed Happy the team just doing that and i was like okay that's that's pretty fantastic <laughs> yeah. so i guess there are instances where you can be more than what your your Title. your main label is, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it be okay, but I know but with at athletes the, at the same time though, Drake doing that like goes right back to his brand of just like this like soft thug, <laughs> like it goes directly back to like supporting his whole vibe, his whole lyric, like everything about it. So so there's a so there has to there has to be. A, a genuineness too yeah. like that's just that's just Drake Drake doing what he did for that video is yeah. something that you would expect Back from Drake, Drake. yeah if like Kanye went out and did that everyone would be like what <laughs> it's like nah. what's, what's your angle like, no what's going on um, what's the ulterior motive I really here? I do appreciate Kanye but for the conversation like yeah right, it, right, right. it does come from this genuine place of what is your what is your own? Huh. What are you doing? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that's just a, a constant conundrum that athletes, mm. both domestically and internationally, just kind of have to grapple with. Because you, when you, when you're in a space where you're only you're only known for your your physical prowess, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to kind of think of you outside of that mm-hmm. that specialty. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there to throw a ball, to, to mm-hmm. dunk something, to score this, score that, and then you get off the field and everybody goes on with their lives. Yeah. Like when you start, even if, even if, you know, for LeBron, for example, that's who you are as a person. You are a philanthropist. You are, you know, people first. But when you have that lens, when people are looking at you in just that one lens is just mm-hmm. athlete, athlete, athlete. It's kind of hard to really have the other things be showcased. Or when you try to showcase them on a, per, on, a on a public stage, you know, it, it throws people off. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you get the, the the shut up and dribbles and shut the and you know you know stand when when the when the national anthem is being played so and stuff like that so I mean going back to the Olympics though <laughs> before we get yeah. too far off topic um, I I just I'm interested to see where a lot of the the sentiment goes in future games because mm. the next one is the summer in summer. <clears throat> I don't oh they must know yeah, it's either, I believe it's Paris. Is it Paris? I believe. Okay, because Rio was twenty sixteen, so we have twenty twenty. Yeah, I believe it's in Paris. I believe it's um, been in Paris before. There, well, when the ballot was put up, ballot. I don't know exactly what the official keyword term is, but when 
the Olympic Committee announced like mm-hmm. who wants to host it next, people vote for it. Right. Um, out of every no one, no one wanted it because they're so expensive to mm-hmm. host. They're they come expensive. with lots of problems, right. lots of like planning, and no one wanted it. So I believe only L.A. and Paris were the only two people that were like, <laughs> "We'll take it." We'll do it. So I believe it's gonna go to Paris for the next one, and then in like 2024, um, LA, LA. we'll get it for the second or third time. So shoot, I wonder what'll happen after that. Like, will will there be any cities willing to... to host? Well, I also think that the summer games versus the winter games are different. The summer games typically take a little bit more traction, especially in our country. Mm -hmm. Um, In Europe, I believe the Winter Olympics are kind of the reigning king. Yeah, just Scandinavian stuff. So, yeah. See, my thing is, there just needs to be like a global pool of just funds that people kind of dip into or Mm. kind of contribute to every year to create like an Olympic village that's in a a central locate, as central as you can make it. Because obviously it has to be in one place. Um, Or maybe even do like a traveling show kind of format where they're (laughs) like um, with the Pro Bowl. You know, they there's a contract that's signed for a couple of years where it's going to be in this city. It's been in, it was in Hawaii forever, and mm. now it was in Orlando. Um, you know, we're going to be in this city for X number of years, and then we're going to be in this yeah. city for X number of years. But anybody is welcome to kind of contribute to the the, the overall funding and planning of mm-hmm. of this. Um, I think I the know. games will just continue to go to people that have already hosted, mm-hmm. that already have mm-hmm. facilities, and like certain things will have to be improved upon. But right, just for general financial and spatial feasibility i'm sure it's just gonna get revisited because both la and paris like we mentioned already have yeah they're already locked in yeah all right well i think that uh concludes this episode um winter olympics 2018 rock on um thank you kelsey for uh your time and as always if you have any questions comments or concerns be sure to send them to provoke that's p-r-o-v-o-k at evokead.com and uh, follow us on all our social media channels um, just to kind of keep up with our contributions to the advertising world outside of this podcast. Um, and as far as today's quotes concerned, uh, Kelsey kind of touched on it earlier, but this is from Kim Yuna. She's a South Korean Olympian. She's born in 1990. Mm. 1990. Um, she said, I am not trying my best because it's the Olympics. I try my best always. And with that said, Y'all take care.